Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Yes, it is, and I've got some very exciting news. Very exciting indeed. Today, uh, James Gilmore doesn't know this yet, but today is actually going to be my last show. That's it. I'm quitting. I've had enough. Today will be my last broadcast on this Alec, radio station. Sorry. Hi. This isn't how we do things here. What, what are you on about? I, d- I don't need to do this anymore. Why? What's changed in your situation so suddenly that you don't have to do this anymore? Well, my financially challenged friend, I am rich. How are you? Firstly, I'm not financially challenged. And second, how are you suddenly? I spoke to you two days ago and you were skin as a packet of crisps. And now, how are you suddenly rich? Ah, two days ago. The days of hardship and poverty. I remember them well. But they're just a distant memory now because I'm an investor, aren't I? Got on the stock market hype. Oh, I God. own 0.0001% of GameStop now. 0.001% of GameStop. Yep, I'm a, I'm a millionaire. I'm set for life. Oh, I know what this is. Alec, have you looked at the news this morning? Um, no. Why? Have you checked the position of your shares? Hang on, let me just, let me just yeah. check quickly. Um, okay, GME... Oh no. Yeah. Oh dear. Do you um, wanna do you wanna withdraw your resignation? You know what? Let just, just forget I said anything. Play a song. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. House of Lord, just a little bit. Baby Queen and Raw Thoughts on Wizard Radio before that. Ariana Grande with the 34 plus 35 remix. Hello, it's Alec Feldman. I'm live. I'm here. Hello. Are you good? Have you had a nice week? You know what? I have. I know it's all it's all a big mess, but I'm having a I'm having a great time. I feel like I've been really on it this week. I don't know why. Maybe there's a bit more daylight. That might be it. I'm just I'm I'm being productive. I'm doing things and getting stuff done, and I'm kind of enjoying it. And I feel like I have a, an obnoxious amount of energy today. And I'm really sorry in advance for the fact that I feel obnoxiously energetic. So I'll probably just like talk 
loads at a million miles per hour. So do do stop me if it's getting annoying. Sorry, I'll I'll calm it down a bit. <laughs> Are you good? Right on the show today, I have a number of things that I would like to tell you about, including the scariest clock in the world. I know clocks aren't normally particularly scary, but this one is, and I'll tell all after four o'clock. I've got a brand new, really, really small pastime. It's tiny. News on the Poodemic is coming up before 4pm. There is an unexpected bald style icon who is revolutionising the stationary game. And also, in about five minutes, I need to tell you about a delivery I received that completely ruined a Zoom call and was very, very painfully awkward. All coming up. Plus, music from Doja Cat, Zara Larson, and the new Silk City Ellie Golding song is next on Wizard Radio. I've got a 60-second guide coming up. What's going on is back again before 4pm. And, 10 past 4, I've got a little game to test your knowledge of two somewhat niche topics, but thrown together. Kids TV and foreign languages. I'm calling it remote learning. It's on at 10 past 4. Don't miss it. It'll be fun. Before we do all that, though... I'm a very fickle person. I I like things, I dislike things, and then the next week they're just kind of distant memories. I just go from thing to thing that I'm a bit obsessed with. And so to document that, and just, just to keep track, to let you know how I'm feeling in any given week, I would like to tell you about the worst and best things in the world this week. Now they could be there could be anything really. There could be a thing I've done, a thing that's happened to me, something I've eaten, something I've seen on the TV, a song, a meme, an event, just kind of anything that exists is eligible to be on this list and the worst thing in the world this week is a bit of a specific one it relates to a house i walk past i'm on you know how like every six months ish i'll go on like a a fitness uh kick for like mm, a couple of weeks where i'll be like i'm gonna start running again and i'll get my couch to 5k up and i'll do it for a little bit and be like yeah this is all right and then just kind of forget about it it happens roughly every six months but i'm back on the fitness hype at the moment for for now Uh, it is january you know and i've started going for runs and there's this house that i run past on my very 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 slow runs because i'm very very slow and it really disturbs me it troubles me and i can't stop thinking about it and every time i go past it i'm just like why and this house it's a student house obviously i live in a very student area and on on their like bay window in the you know the front of the house it's somebody's bedroom because that's how these houses are always laid out but they've got their wardrobe in front of it they've put their wardrobe directly in front of the window so it's like blocking the whole thing off and i find that really weird why why would you put a, a wardrobe in front of a window do you not want to see outside do you not want daylight what are you doing why are you living in your weird little cave with no daylight because there's a wardrobe blocking it get some blinds get some curtains i don't know don't put put a wardrobe there that's weird it gives off such a a weird vibe i don't like it and it's it's really troubling me so that is the worst thing in the world this week shout out to the house near me that puts their wardrobe directly in front of their window freaks however the best things in the world this week i have two of them the first one is something i mentioned about 10 minutes ago it's the GameStop fiasco i don't fully understand what's happening i've got a degree in economics and i don't really know what's what's going on with that but some people bought some gamestop shares they increased massively in value they were all off like reddit and that and then all the like investment bankers were kind of pooing their pants and going what's going on why is this happening i don't understand ah we've lost billions of dollars this is terrible news and like I said, I don't fully understand what's happening, but the fact that loads of bankers have been kind of screwed over by some Reddit bros, I think is probably quite a good thing. So I'm enjoying that this week, even though I don't fully understand it, because it's just, it's funny, isn't it? Reddit managed to lose billions worth of dollars. So that's one of the best things in the world this week. The second best thing in the world this week is a little video I found. I think Microsoft retweeted it. And it's of this app, how do you say it? Acapella group. You know, like singers, a choir. And they've recreated all the sounds from Microsoft Windows. And I've got a little sample here just so you can enjoy it as much as I am.
that good? I love it. It's kind of geeky, but really cool, I think. And they've done a really good job. So those are the worst and best things in the world this week. There's a guy who lives near me that has a wardrobe in front of his window. Weirdo. The GameStop stock market mess. One of the best things, as is that acapella group who sing the sounds from the operating system, Microsoft Windows. Coming up next, the worst timed delivery in history after Silk City, Ellie Golding. This is New Love on Wizard Radio. It's taken me a few listens, but I really like that. Silk City, Ellie Golding. That is New Love on Wizard Radio. It's Alec here. Hello. How's it going? Doja Cat playing in a second. You know how the pandemic has brought a whole a whole new world of sort of social situations and social etiquette. I I got really screwed over yesterday and I was caused mild, mild embarrassment. I've talked on the show much too much about bikes. I'm sick of talking about bikes and hopefully I will now talk about bikes a lot less because I've got a new bike. My, my last bike kind of gave up on me before Christmas. This is like all the, all the gears fell off. Had to, to walk half the way to the place I was going and it was, it was a big mess and I've just kind of abandoned it ever since. But now I've got a new bike. It arrived yesterday. I ordered it on Sunday. And then, you know, uh, Friday comes around. It's the big delivery day. It was very exciting. My delivery slot was 2 till 4 p.m. The Hermes Courier. That's when I was, like, booked in to get it. And... I also had a meeting, quite an important like Zoom meeting thing about a thing I'm doing. Right, that was at 4pm, so I was like, ah, perfect. My bike will be there by 4pm, then I can do this Zoom meeting. Wrong. I was wrong. Of course I was wrong. It's Hermes. Why would they deliver on time? And, you know, 4 o'clock rolls by, I join this Zoom, and I'm like, it's going to arrive during this, isn't it? Of course it's going to arrive during this. And I was just sort of dreading the moment. There was either a knock at the door... Or I got an email being like, oh, we tried to deliver it and missed you. I knew one of those things was going to happen. Or at least I thought I did. Actually, neither happened. And at the start of this this email, I was like, listen, I know this is kind of unprofessional, but I do need to warn you about something. Um, I'm going to get a bike delivered, possibly any minute. And so I might just have to duck out. And they were like, okay, that's fine. I was like, you're saying that's fine, but I bet that's really not fine because that's, that's really annoying. There was only like three of us in this meeting anyway on Zoom. And then, of course, it does the phone rings, which I wasn't expecting. And it was like the most mank guy you'd ever heard. Being like, all right, mate. And I was like, hi. He's like, I've got a delivery for you. And I was like, okay, cool. Are you here? Should I come outside? And he's like, no, I'm on I'm on Granville Road, which is like around the corner. I was like, right, well, that's not where I live. And he was like, oh, how do I get to your road? And I was like, turn right at the end. And he was like, okay. And I was like, so should I, should I come out then? And he's like, yeah. And I, then I had to, by the way, whilst whilst I was on the phone, I just sort of muted myself and the people on the Zoom were talking amongst themselves and I was like, oh, this is this is not ideal. And I muted myself and I was like, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna need to go and get a bike. I'm really sorry. I don't normally do this. And, you know, they were very understanding, but at the same time, I feel like in their heads, they were just like, who is this idiot? We barely know him. Why is he interrupting an important Zoom call meeting? to go and collect a bike who does he think he is and so i had to like turn off my camera turn off my mic and just pegged it out of the room to go pick up the biggest parcel i have ever seen i mean i wouldn't really call it a parcel just, just a massive box and my maskless delivery driver was there sort of struggling to get it off the back of his van and in the end i sort of had to do half the work just because i was in a hurry i was like come on give me give me one end i'll walk it in massive challenge getting it into the doorway it was basically the size of our entire hallway. Like, it, you couldn't really move. And I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. This is so awkward. Uh, by this point, probably maybe three, four minutes have passed since I ducked out of this very important Zoom meeting. And I'm just struggling with a massive cardboard box to get past it so I can get back. And I just abandoned it, left it, came back. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. And, you know, just carried on. But in my head, I was, I was dying. I was like, ah! Why is this happening now? This is terrible. They will think I'm an idiot. They will think I am just really disorganized. And it was it was bad. It was so bad. It was a horrible moment in my life having to excuse myself to pick up a bike. Even, even when I get a new bike to replace my terrible old bike, 
the new bike still manages to cause me difficulty and embarrassment. But hopefully, this is now the end of bike-related problems and I can I can move on with my life and never talk about bikes again and not really think about them, just use them, hopefully. But don't don't have Zoom meetings at the same time as your, your Hermes delivery slot. It'll never go well. Coming up next, I need to tell you about a brand new shiny-headed style icon after Doja Cat and Streets on Wizard Radio. New from Doja Cat, it's Wizard Radio, and that was Streets. Hey, Alec Feldman on. Hope you're good. You know, you know how sometimes famous people, they'll like, they'll wear something or they'll endorse a product influencer, the classic for this, and then everybody will rush to get that product because they've seen their famous favourite person doing it. I've seen another example of this happening in an unexpected place. It's a new influencer, I think. Not one that's really been considered an influencer before, but they have they have influenced. Therefore, I think they might be an influencer. They are our shiny-headed favourite, the chief medical officer of the UK. It's Chris Whitty, of course it is. I love Chris Whitty, as you know. I think he's he's a top bloke, really is, and he's he's you know doing doing good work. Well done, Chris. And he's got quite a few fans actually. As you know, the group Chris Whitty Fans Unite on Facebook, it's, it's a goldmine of funny content. And I've seen some more of that this week, which has led me the con- to the conclusion that Chris Whitty is now an influencer, whether he likes it or not. There's a post, saw it come up, it was from Kirsten. And Kirsten has bought something because she saw, she saw the main man Chris Whitty sort of wearing it about his person. And so now she's gone, yes, I want to be like Chris. I'm going to buy it. The thing in question is a multicolored Bic Biro. You know, the ones that have got like blue, green, red, black, and you can click it in and change what color you're writing in, like white on top, blue on bottom. You know those ones? Yes. Chris Whitty is a fan of these Biros. And I think he's been sort of shown having them in his pocket or holding them in his press conferences before. And so now people have started buying them i have it on very good authority that sales of these biros have now shot up as a result of chris witty's sort of hashtag ad hashtag spawn posts in the daily briefings um when i say shot up uh, at least one more person has bought one that wouldn't have otherwise that that is kirsten on the facebook group but still i think this is probably a sign of a wider trend which is that these pens are coming back these are now in fashion and they're all thanks to Chris Whitty. He's single-handedly brought back the multicolored Bic. Because, like I said, Chris Whitty is now an influencer. He'll be in Dubai next, mark my words. And this sort of inspired me to think, you know, what what else have I done to be like someone I admire? Have I ever done anything like this? I haven't bought one of those multicolored pens to be like Chris Whitty yet. But I might do. Maybe, maybe one day when we can go to WH Smith again after the pandemic. Um, I'll tell you what I have done. This is not quite the same and this is completely ridiculous. When I was maybe, I don't know, nine, ten years old, I did once, I once went to the barber with a picture, <laughs> a picture of Richard Hammond from Top Gear, which was, a, I mean, he has terrible hair. He has always had terrible hair, but at the time I was like, wow, what a great haircut. I wish I had hair like that. And I did take a picture of Richard Hammond to the barber. Massive regrets. And thankfully he was like, I can't do that. Sorry. Very sensible decision. But that is, I think, the closest I've ever got to being influenced in a sort of style or consumerist sense. But I want to know about you. Have have you got on the multicolored Big Biro hope? Thanks, uh, hype. Thanks to Chris Whitty. Or anything similar? Have you bought anything because you saw a famous with it and you're like, yeah, yeah, go on then. Are you a sort of a victim of capitalism? Do you buy things because influencers are sponsored by them? If you are, no shame, you can let me know. 07807 183 538. What have you bought just because you saw a famous with it and you're like, yeah, okay then. The more ridiculous, the better. If you can top me taking a picture of Richard Hammond from Top Gear to the barber. I just cringe thinking about it. Imagine, I could have ended up with hair like that. Anyway, 07807 183 538. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk on the socials. We are at Wizradio. Come and say hello. Let me know 
what famous influencers you have followed the lead of in fashion or other kind of producty things. What have you bought? Because you saw a famous person with it, basically. We'll read out some of these in a bit. I'll play Ash Nico as well, but now this is Zara Larson, Young Thug. Talk about love on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Ashniko Khalees, deal with it on Wizard Radio. Before that, Zara Larson and talk about love. Hello, it's Alec. A really great song coming up next. New one from Topic and A7S. But first, Chris Whitty is our shiny-headed style icon. He's an influencer now, and I have proof. The proof being... That, uh, what was the name again? It was, oh, I've forgotten the name. Someone on the Chris Whitty Fans Unite Facebook group has bought a four-coloured Bic Biro. You know, the kind where you, like, click the colour in. Then, because she saw the great man himself, Chris Whitty, the UK's chief medical officer, holding one during a press conference. And she's been like, yes, I want in on this. And now she's got one. Therefore, Chris Whitty is an influencer he'll be doing hashtag spawn on his instagram page in no time you mark my words and i wanted to know whether you've ever bought anything purely because you were influenced by an influencer and uh, tanya says i've also been inspired by chris witty alec oh brilliant haven't we all uh, she says i'm gonna get the classic chris witty haircut including those stunning eyebrows Right, that's that's quite a big uh, big commitment. Oh wait, no, she says she says I'm joking. Seriously though, I have decided I'm going to go to uni and become a doctor because of him and my other bay, JVT. Oh yes, Jonathan Van Tam, the other the other press conference dude. Being a doctor always sounded so boring. She says until they started coming on national TV, spitting out their statistics. Well, there you go. Basically, Tanya didn't care about the medical professional at all. She was like, nah, not interested. Until Chris Whitty came on with his eyebrows and his next slide, please. And she was like, wow, one day I want to ask for the next slide, please. And just spit out all the stats. Yeah, well, good luck to you. That is that is really cool, actually. One day, Tanya, when Chris Whitty is your boss, you can be like, oh my God, Chris, you inspired me to be a doctor. It's all because I saw you on the press conferences and thought, wow, isn't he great? So that'd be cool. Emma says, this is a really old one, but I was in primary school a long time ago and Justin Bieber was becoming the biggest artist in the world. I was obsessed with his style. So much so that for Christmas one year, I got my mum to buy me a purple hoodie and a white leather jacket and any time I left the house, except to go to school because I had to wear a uniform, that is what I would wear. The purple and the white, I was trying so hard to be JB. I even considered getting a bob haircut so our hair would be similar. All I'm going to say is that looks don't age well. And it doesn't look that great on a seven-year-old girl either. But I was hashtag influenced. I don't remember this era. Is this like baby era Justin Bieber? Or is it slightly later when he was like shaggy dog hair Justin Bieber? I don't remember the purple hoodie white leather jacket phase. But I'm sure it did happen at some point. Because Justin Bieber's never had a bob, has he? I remember when he had the like, you know, the long like fringe and all that, and I remember the shaggy dog hasn't he let himself go hair. But I-, I feel like a bob wouldn't really make you look like Justin Bieber, Emma. But I'm glad that you never um, followed that one through because it probably wouldn't have been a a great look. But that is funny, Justin Bieber influencing even when he was like basically still a child himself. Nice. Benny says. This one is for James. Oh, James. Okay. What about me? <laughs> Don't forget me. Benny says, I follow someone on Instagram. They are a verified influencer. An absolute maverick. They're truly a rule breaker. She follows the mantra, break things to get stuff done. She's a global icon who has inspired me to follow my own path, to not worry about what other people say, to make up my own rules and do whatever I want to do at any cost. Yes. I have been influenced by Rita Ora. Oh, Benny, you're better than this. You don't, you don't need to be influenced by Rita Ora in, in any aspect of life. Not with the lockdown breaking, probably not with the music, and just generally, I don't think she's really 
the best person to be influenced by. But okay, if you want to have a massive birthday party, then I guess be my guest. Blame it on the Rita effect and see what the, the police have to say about that. Well, thank you very much. I'm pleased to see that we're not we're not too gullible, you know. Yes, maybe we'll we'll have a major career change or potentially a new haircut because of famouses, but we're not just, you know, buying teeth whitening products or suntan cream. That's that's good. At least we're not completely gullible to these influencer types. Obviously, Chris Whitty is an exception. Right. Listen to this, right. This is something you might not know about me. I really really love 90s dance music which sounds like a really weird thing coming out of my mouth especially given that i really hate clubs and all that kind of stuff i genuinely do i love it and this song is new from topic and a7s and it's a remix of a 90s dance track by someone called atb that was called 9 p.m and this is called your love brackets 9 p.m and i really 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 like it and i really want to play it for you right now so here is topic a7s atb your love how good is that topic and a7s and atb with your love, 9pm. I, I love that. I think that's awesome. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. You know how you probably have noticed we're in the middle of a global pandemic? Well, I have some even worse news. Because not only is there a pandemic, there is now also a poo-demic. I know, always keeping it highbrow. If you're eating now, just maybe put it to the side for one second so I can tell you all about the poo-demic which is a direct result of the pandemic. Basically, everyone's got dogs because they're stuck at home and they're bored and they're getting all these lockdown dogs. And I was reading earlier in the week, actually, that loads of them have kind of been given up because people are like, oh, don't, don't want it anymore. But the ones that have kept them, they're, they're not being very well behaved. The owners, that is. Because uh, dogs, amongst other things that they do, they poo a lot and they like pooing in public places and so if you take your dog to the park which loads of people are doing because there's nowhere else to go they're just letting their dog like go to the toilet but then because they're new dog owners or bad people or both they're just not cleaning it up and it's becoming such a problem that it has been called a poo-demic and not even Chris Whitty can save us from this one and there's just poo everywhere apparently if you go to the park dog poo all over the place people treading it left right and centre bins full of bags of dog poo because councils can't afford to collect them because they've got to spend their money on other things and the result is just that the, the poo is piling up and it's it's a terrible thing because it's gross it's unsanitary it smells bad but this is now a weird unrelated side effect of the pandemic the fact that now poo is mounting up and they've called it a poodemic that is all in all quite bad news i was reading about it earlier in the incredibly highbrow Guardian newspaper. Um, Lots of people are are quite upset about it. Some people have even gone vigilante and they go out and clean up dog poo from dogs that aren't theirs just because they, you know, they don't like it. Which, to me, makes me feel a bit gross. But it's what they're doing and I suppose they should be applauded for it. Um, But here's, here's a great stat that I read in this article, actually. Um, a dog will produce 340 grams of waste every day. So there's a good fact. Imagine that times several thousand and you've got a problem. However, there is there is one bit of good news. Amongst all the, the pandemic chaos, you know, it's been affecting lots of places. It's been affecting pavements. It's been affecting gardens. It's been affecting parks. But thankfully, it has also been affecting golf courses. So, you know, it's not all bad. It could be worse. You know, you're getting your hole in one and you stick your hand in the hole to pick it out and, I mean, you can pitch the rest. So at least golf players are having a bit of a tough time, this poodemic. Tiny, tiny silver lining, maybe. We'll do what's going on in a second after this from Avenue Beat. This is Woman on Wizard Radio. Avenue Beat on Wizard Radio with Woman. It's Alec Feldman. It is five to four, which means it is time for What's Going On? Welcome to What's Going On. We do this every week at this time. It is a game where you have to work out what's going on. It's pretty self-explanatory, pretty simple. I've got a clip. It's quite a short one today. I think it's very difficult. 
and I'm going to let you have a listen. And then once you've had a listen, you just need to try and tell me what you think is happening in this clip. Don't have to be right. I'm not necessarily looking for right answers. I'm more just looking for answers that amuse me or entertain me or are vaguely creative in their interpretation of the sounds that you're about to hear. And so I'll let you have a listen in a sec. I'll just give out the number as well so that you can have a listen and then put it in your phone and tell me what you think is happening. 07807 183 You can email me on station at wizardradio.co.uk or on socials we are at wizardradio. What do you think is happening in this clip? Now that is the unmistakable sound of water, but that's kind of it. That's all I'm giving you this week. It is quite challenging. So, I mean, there's a lot of scope here to be very imaginative. Quite relaxing, actually. Just, you know, gentle sounds of water washing over stuff. There's also a few sort of clicky noises, if you heard them in the background. Sound a bit like maybe camera shutters. Lots of photos being taken of something that is involving water why are they taking photos of water what on earth could it be what's in the water who are the people taking the photos why so many questions that i would like answered and if you think you know 07807 183 538 is a text number you can email me on station at wizardradio.co.uk as well to try and work out what is happening in this clip right here A very wet sounding clip. What do you think is happening? Let me know right now. And whilst you have a think, I would like to bring in James Gilmore to get his opinion on the sound we have just heard. Hello. Hello. Welcome along. What's going on? I think I know what's going on. Yeah. Okay, do you remember a few years ago for, I think it was Comic Relief, David Walliam Mm -hmm. swam up and down the Thames. No, he swam the channel, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is the sound of David Walliam's uh, swimming back from so the other way he's coming back now from paris through the channel to london so specifically not his charity swim but the swim back in the opposite direction yeah i because that's that's the one that's kind of lesser heard it doesn't sound like there's loads mm. of cameras there but you know somebody from getty images or someone just wanted to make sure we've got the moment on camera so that's the microphone's very close that's you can hear his his stroke as he's, you know, his arms are going in and out and he's kicking with his legs. I think you can, um, I think that is David Williams swimming back from um, Paris back to London. I know that's not actually where the, the coasts are. I'm using the wrong cities, but you know what I mean? From France back to England <laughs> on the return journey of his charity swim. That is a very good guess. If you think you know better though, 07807 183 538, although... He probably just got the the train or the plane back, didn't he? They wouldn't have made him do it twice. Or would they? I don't know. Get your guesses in right now. 07807 for what's going on. And I'll tell you what's going on in that sound before 5pm when I finish. Coming up in a bit, I have a game for you that's both fun and educational, plus music from The Neighbourhood and Olivia Rodrigo. After the news, it's four o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. And sweater weather felt like playing that, so I did. Before that, Olivia Rodrigo and driver's license. Good afternoon, it's Alec Feldman. This is what we do every Saturday, 3 till 5 p.m. Thank you very much for hanging out. Coming up, I will play you some 24K Golden, some Sabrina Carpenter, and that Kid Leroy tune is on the way as well. But first, you know how all the schools are shut and everyone's doing remote learning? Well, I've taken that phrase, remote learning, and I've taken it somewhat literally because for the next few minutes, I would like to attempt to teach some foreign languages through the medium of kids TV. And so in this game, remote learning, I've got some kids TV shows that you and me will all know from growing up with them. 
except they've been translated, they've been dubbed into another language, which is quite fun just hearing what all of these characters sound like, but in other languages. And also, you can you can learn stuff as well. It's fun and educational. And playing remote learning today, obviously we have you at home and James Gilmore, who is the test dummy. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Um, can I just say? Yes. Foreign languages, not my strong point. Kids TV oh. shows, however, kind of is a bit of a strong point for me. So hmm. I am interested to see how I'm going to do in this. Do you have any GCSEs in either? Um, I've got a C in Spanish GCSE. That was a okay. C, though, in, which was after me taking Spanish at school for two years and having a tutor twice a week. So, wasn't exactly, hmm. um, didn't take to it particularly well. Um, I'll ask for your but, money back on that tutor, to be honest. <laughs> but I've got a an A star in um, all things Disney Channel, Nickelodeon and CBBC. Perfect. Then this might be the game for you. Let's get going. Have you ever been to Paris, James? Um, not since I was very, very young. Well, maybe when you went, you'll remember turning on the TV in the hotel room or whatever and hearing this show in French. Scoop, c'est ici que commencent tous les plus beaux chantiers de construction oh. de la ville de Springville. Yes. J'adore cet endroit. C'est ma maison. La maison de toute l'équipe, Bob. Tu as tout compris, <laughs> Qu'est-ce que vous en dites Est-ce qu'on peut le faire Oui, on peut. That's so difficult. Thank you for Is giving it? me that as the first one. I think, though, I, I've, I do have a guess. Okay. I don't think it's correct, but it sounds like he said Scoob a lot. Right. So my natural first guess was going to be Scooby-Doo. And but that doesn't sound like any of the characters from Scooby-Doo. And I feel like you would have thrown in a dog in there to make it a bit easier. Mm. Um, That's interesting. But you know what? what? Yeah. I'm going to lock in Scooby-Doo. Well, unfortunately for you, you actually misheard. Oh, <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't say Scoob. He did say Scoop because the TV show you just heard in French is in fact Bobbly Bricoleur or... Bob the Builder. Builder. All right, let's listen. Well, if you'd played this, I would have gotten it. Well, obviously, because it's got the tune. The music behind it was very misleading as well. I remember Bob the Builder ever having music behind it. Well, it's it's the new kind of weird-looking, ugly animated Bob the Builder. It's all 3D and animated. Yeah, all that rubbish. But that was what that one. It was Bobbly Bricoleur. Can we fix it? We unfair, as they say. Next, um, this one should be very easy after that slightly challenging first round because the show doesn't really need translating. But they've done it anyway, and they've translated it into Japanese. What show is this? Oh. Alright, I think I know what it is. Wait, I need to check, because I always get two shows confused. Right. Yeah, is it the Teletubbies? It is the Teletubbies. I always say the tweenies by accident. Someone says just make sure. Wow. Why did they bother translating it? I don't know completely, because I don't remember there being much spoken English in Teletubbies. Oh. I guess there must have been, because they, there was they, something translated in there. They translated the say, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Did you know that uh-oh in Japanese is uh-oh? You know what? Teletubbies has taught me something once again. See, I told you this would be fun and educational. Yeah. Right. Next up, um, if we tune our TV into ITV1, which is um, the German version of ITV1. <laughs> oh, great. Um, and You're we've got another PTSD, cartoon. Alec. <laughs> Sorry. You're giving me PTSD. All right. <laughs> Here's German cartoon. What is it? SpongeBob. Okay, as if the clip doesn't say the name of the character right at the start of it. <laughs> I think I know what it is. I did make it quite easy. It's SpongeBob SquarePants, isn't it? 
Well, you might call him SpongeBob SquarePants, but let me ask you a question. Who lives in a pineapple under Dasmir? Oh, is God. it SpongeBob Schwammkopf? <laughs> yes, it is. This is weirdly very funny. Why is it so angry? That's what I understand. The German language is such an angry language. I don't. I feel like it's just just the way they speak. I feel like they're a very jovial and happy people. Mm. All right. Schwammkopf. Next, we've got one more, don't we? We have one more for you. After enjoying uh, German SpongeBob, yes. Let's go. Let's use the Schengen Open Border System that we used to be a part of, and go from Germany to Spain and listen to this TV show about a pillar of the community. <laughs> God. Buenos dias, señora Goggins. Oh, no, bad. Oh, I know this, I know this, I know this. Ben, Julian, me ayudarás a cargar estos paquetes en la furgoneta. Is it weird that the thing that gave it away was the ringing of the door? Really? Because Not I feel like that is only in Postman Pat. Like, that is, I associate, associate that sound with Postman Pat. He's good. Not not even the names, not the like the nice music. It was literally just that little ringing that gave it when, away. When You're the door right. opened and it rung, I was like, that is quintessential Postman Pat. And he's like, ah. Hola, Senorita Goggins. Yes, you are correct. It's Cartero Pat. <laughs> I think I learned this in Spanish, actually. This and a Selena Gomez song. <laughs> So there you go. There's your home learning educational radio segment for the day. You now know what your favourite kids TV shows sound like, but in foreign languages. Coming up next, I've got another great hobby for you, actually. That's really, really small. I'll tell you about it after 24K Golden, baby. This is Coco. Hello, Alec Fermanon. Thanks very much for listening. Always appreciated. In exchange for your ears, which are, you know, lent to me for a couple of hours a week, I have some sort of advice for you maybe not advice i just i have a gift for you it's a gift of a new pastime because there's nothing to do at the moment i'm i'm sort of dreading when we hit that milestone where we will have lived through a global pandemic for a year i know it's still a sort of a couple of months off but it is rapidly approaching and in the last sort of 10 months we have exhausted most options of things to do inside we are running out so i've got a new one for you and it's really cool. And I tried this last weekend and I had lots of fun doing it. You know, you know, cooking when you combine ingredients to make meals or, you know, other kind of food products. And, you know, that's fine. It's good. It's cool. We were doing that in lockdown one with all the like banana bread and stuff. But what if you made cooking tiny? You just shrunk it completely. You know, you've got like your saucepans, your hobs, your ovens, your bowls. That's all fine, but it's kind of, it's, it's too big. What if you just shrunk everything and you cooked, but on a really small scale? Because this is something that was introduced to me and I had a go last weekend and it is so fun and so cool. And so I had to share it with you, right? Tiny cooking. Okay. This will sound ridiculous, but it is cool. You make food but on like a micro scale using micro, micro utensils. So instead of, instead of a saucepan and like a hob, what you get, okay, this is, this is clever. You get half a can, you get like, you know, a can that a drink would come in. You cut it in half, obviously make sure you don't hurt yourself doing it. Uh, this, this is a bit of a health and safety nightmare, I've just realized, but it's too late now, I'm committed. You cut a can in half, right? And then you cut little like flaps in it. So you, obviously, so you have enough can to like stand it up on the like the half you've cut off but also so the air can get in because then what you do you get a little tea light you know the like the tiny little candles and you put that lit obviously underneath the can and then what you've got is a really really small makeshift like hob slash pan and then you can make really small things and you can actually cook tiny little things 
on top of the can. And I know that sounds crazy, but you genuinely can. And it's really cool and it's really fun. It does get quite hot. Just bear that in mind if you're going to try it at home. I should probably say don't try it at home in the interest of health and safety because this is this does sound a little bit dangerous or at least there is risk involved. But you can you can make like pancakes. You can make the tiniest little pancakes. You just put some like little tiny bit of butter in the middle of this, you know, the bit where the can like dips in on top and it makes it a perfect shape. And you can make really small pancakes with pancake mix. Just put it straight on top, give it a few minutes, and then when you take it off, you'll have a really, really small pancake. You could put like a tiny, tiny, like quarter of a cube of, say, dairy milk on there, for example, and have really tiny chocolate pancakes. You could do savoury cooking as well. You could put a single slice of mushroom, for example, onto this really tiny cooking hob or like a small piece of halloumi. The possibilities are probably endless because you can just cook most things that you can cook in a frying pan, but make them much smaller. And then it's really fun because you're just eating like really tiny things and it's cool and really cute. And yes, it won't necessarily fill you up, but it is a fun way to kill an hour or so. So that is that is my favorite new pastime now. Cooking, but really small. And I would say I'd recommend you give it a go, but I feel like because it involves fire, I have to say no, don't give it a go. It's dangerous. Don't try it at home. But if you do, you'll you'll, you'll see how fun it is. But don't, obviously. All right, I'm warning you. Don't try it. Good. Right, next, a very scary clock to tell you about after Sabrina Carpenter. This is Skin on Wizard Radio. Skin from Sabrina Carpenter on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Hope you're good. Um, if you are in a good mood, having a nice day, I'm probably about to ruin it for you now because I have news of the scariest clock in the world. No, it's not a cuckoo clock or a massive grandfather clock or even Big Ben, the clock on that. It's scarier than that. It's the doomsday clock. Are you aware of this? I feel like I've talked about this before. It's a clock that is set by some atomic scientists who basically try and calculate how close the human race are to our own destruction. It's it's somewhat concerning. And they've been doing it for a while. I think since maybe the mid-20th century when, you know, nuclear weapons started being a thing and you had the Cold War and stuff. And, you know, at various points throughout history, there have been times when it's been to midnight. So I think the closest it's ever been... um, have been at like the Cuban Missile Crisis. That was that was pretty close to midnight, or um, I can't remember what else happened. But it's it's basically trying to work out how close we are to some kind of massive catastrophe. And in the last few years, I regret to inform you that it has been creeping closer and closer to midnight. Midnight is the end of the world, and like the time they set it at kind of tells you how close it is. So if you're at like half past, um, you know. Well, that's not how it works. What is it? If you're at like 6 o'clock p.m., then you're fine. You're quite a long way away from destruction. Um, disappointingly, in the whole time it's existed, it's only ever been in the, the like 11 o'clock hour. <laughs> so the furthest away we've been was 11.43. That was when the cold... But now we're in 2021, 30 years later, and once again we are we're pretty damn close, I've got to say been creeping up like i said last year they set it at 100 seconds to midnight which was the closest it had ever been like that is what 11 58 and 20 seconds that's where we're at and on wednesday they had their big meeting they do their big reveal or at least they have done before covid where they have their clock and they're like pull a sheet off and they're like aha the time is two minutes to midnight and they had their meeting on wednesday and they've decided this year, 2021, middle of a global pandemic. They're going to they're gonna leave it where it is. They haven't moved it any closer to midnight, which I suppose is good news. But equally, they haven't moved it any further away either. So we're still sat pretty at 100 seconds to midnight. So basically, we're 100 seconds away from our own, our own destruction at any given time. I mean, that's not quite what it means, but that's, that's the general idea. We are 100 seconds away from the end of humanity which is a very cheerful thought sorry for ruining your afternoon but if say say we really are 100 seconds away 
the world will end. I mean, it won't, but imagine the world will end at 4.34 and 10 seconds this afternoon. What, what are you doing in that last 100 seconds? How are you going to use it? I know this is quite a, a maybe a morbid question, a sad question, a distressing question. But I do kind of want the answer to it. How are you spending your last 100 seconds on Earth? You get 100 seconds, what are you doing with them? Um, some suggestions. You could listen to maybe probably about half of the Kid Leroy without you, which I'm playing for you in a second. Or you could listen to 1.67 of my 60 second guides. I mean, if that's how you would like to end your time on Earth, then I'd be very flattered. You could do that. Usain Bolt, he could run 100 metres probably in about, well, like 10 times maybe. And have time left over, that'd be alright. You could watch that 10 times. Or maybe you could split up your time, you know. You could do like one round of countdown. That'd take about 30 seconds. Then you've got another 70 seconds left. You could, probably not time to boil the kettle, but you could... Um, maybe put something in the microwave very quickly for like 50 seconds, drink it in 20 seconds if you've got some soup or something, and then that's that's you done. I know that's not the most exciting way to spend your last 100 seconds on Earth, but thankfully the world isn't ending, so we don't need to think about this right now. But I would like to encourage you to, just basically for my own sick amusement. So if you know... <laughs> I'm actually asking this question. If you know how you're spending your last 100 seconds on Earth, and once again I would like to make clear that the world is not currently ending, but if it does, then send me a message. 07807-183-538 is my text number. You can also email me on station at wizardradio.co.uk. You've got 100 seconds. What are you filling that 100 seconds with? Give me a second-by-second second account of the final 100 seconds of humanity because the doomsday clock says we've got 100 seconds left. Coming up, Justin Bieber, after I play the Kid Leroy. And I've done some research, as I like to do every week which takes much longer than 100 seconds because it's very extensive and definitely not just, just stuff I've made up in my head. So here is my extensively researched 60-second guide. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. The Kid Leroy is bilingual. That means he speaks English and French, something reflected by his name. The Kid means the kid in English, but Leroy means the king in French. His name, therefore, is either the Kid the King, or L'Enfant Laroy. The reason he's bilingual is that his parents moved to Paris when he was three years old to fulfil their dream of becoming successful mime artists, and they were hugely successful, until an unfortunate accident where they fell down some invisible stairs, obtained some quite serious invisible injuries, and were first forced to retire. After the end of their mime career, they put away the white gloves and they returned to their native Australia. At this point, the Kid Laroy was ten, and he was quite upset to leave behind his life in France. The one thing that consoled him was his guitar that he'd owned since he was five. And now, it wasn't on that guitar that he wrote the song Without You, because it got nicked from the back of a car in a petrol station. So this song was just written on the replacement that he got with the insurance money instead. That is the Kid Leroy in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. And Bieber and anyone on Wizard Radio, before that, I played you the Kid Leroy and Without You. Hey, it's Alec Feldman on this afternoon. How's it going? Thanks for having us on. I've got a new Clean Bandit song to play you in a second. But before that, um, I brought you the terrible news, really, that humanity is 100 seconds away from our own demise. I know, isn't that rubbish? Had, had so much to do. Um, not not imminently. Like, it's not it's not a literal thing. We're not, li- you know, the world's not going to end in, like, 1 minute 40. But these atomic scientists who get together every year to try and work out how close humanity are to our own destruction, they've set their, like, doomsday clock their countdown to the end of the world at 11 58 and 20 seconds is that right yeah so in other words we're 100 seconds away from midnight which is the end boom good night lights out so in this, these last 100 seconds then that we've got on earth what's happening what are you up to what's going on what are your plans how are you utilizing the end of days to the most effective uh, purposes, I guess. Aaron says, in my last 100 seconds on Earth, I think you'll find me finishing my rocket ship, and then in the last 30 seconds, I'll be taking off from the Earth with enough food to last me 10 years in space, whilst I find a new planet to call my own. 
If you lot screw up Earth, that does not mean I'm going down with you. So have you been, are you currently working on your rocket ship, Aaron? It's just, I'm just concerned that if it takes 30 seconds to take off, that's only 70 seconds to like put all the finishing touches on. And I don't know if that's enough time. You might have to start working on it a little bit in advance. I'd, I'd say probably finish the rocket ship before we get to the last 100 seconds and then, and then you know, stock it up, whatever. Use the full 100 seconds for takeoff just in case it takes a bit longer than you expect. You know, I've seen Wallace and Gromit a grand day out and it takes him significantly more than 70 seconds to build a spaceship and then take off his delayed because he forgot the crackers. So, you know, these unexpected things can come up. That's all I'm saying. Watch Wallace and Gromit first, just so you know exactly what you're doing. But that is a good shout. Just use that 100 seconds to get the hell out of here and leave us suckers behind. But can I... Can I can I talk to you privately, Aaron, just about booking a booking a space on your your Utopia planet ship? Thanks very much. Annie says there's really only one thing we can do in our last 100 seconds on Earth, and that is sing the song every day from High School Musical 2, arguably one of the best songs from the High School Musical franchise. It is a cultural masterpiece, and if the aliens hear that song radiating from our planet whilst we all explode and die, I think there's a worse way to go out, you know. That is fair enough. Weirdly, although the High School Musical 2 album was one of the first I ever bought, I don't actually know what song that is. I could do with some reminding. James, do you know this song? Yes, I do actually. Um, Every Day is the one kind of near the very end. It's like the second to last song when they're all on stage, clapping and dancing. Um, It, it sounds a little bit like this. Oh, Every Day. It's an absolute. I agree with uh, what's what's their name, Annie. It is a cultural masterpiece. It now is. Now I remember this one. Yeah. That is it's, quite a good, you know good like going out song. It's a know, fantastic go out going out song. It's a. Uh, we're all in this together. Oh, that probably would have been a better song. <laughs> Maybe all all of us except um, Aaron and his spaceship. Yeah, well. Yeah. Only problem anyway. with that, I've just I've just looked this up. It's four minutes thirty eight, so we'd only get the first one minute forty of it. And then oh, let's see where that. I don't even know if we get a chorus in that. Let me have a look. No, no. <laughs> ah, this right. might not quite be going to plan. I'm on a pre-chorus at one minute ten. Okay. Um, we are. We don't even get a full chorus. Oh, rubbish. So what we literally just so these are the last um, last few seconds that people will hear of planet Earth. So it's basically Vanessa Hudgens, which to be fair, she <laughs> was the one that said that death is inevitable. So what a way to go. Was she? Yeah, she on Instagram. Did you not see this? No. Oh, um, so right at the start of COVID last year, she went to an Instagram live. Um, very drunk and oh, said no. I understand people are dying from COVID but like isn't that inevitable Ooh. and um, oh, yeah Vanessa. people were not happy that. oh dear mm. right mm. well I, I'll be honest I'm not massively keen on this one as the last 100 seconds on earth Fair enough. but this one from Lily can bring it back she says this is so difficult as a question I know can I just ask as well when they say it's 100 seconds till the end of the earth what does that actually mean what is the end of the earth? Is everyone dying? Is all the food being eaten? Is the planet exploding? What counts as the end of the earth? Because that changes everything. If it's the earth exploding, I probably want to be asleep for that. If it's just everyone dying, I'll hide in the underground bunker. So there you go. Lily, Lily's just going to sleep through it. That's how she's going to spend her last 100 seconds napping. Typical. Um, in answer to your question, I think it's probably nuclear apocalypse. That's what they're talking about. These atomic scientists, that's kind of their thing, isn't it? So, just going to sleep through it. Fair enough. Well, thank you very much. I'm pleased to report that as things stand, we're not 100 seconds away from the world's imminent destruction. So, it's all good. We can carry on as normal. Happy days. Clean Bandit is on right now. This is featuring Ian Dior. It's called Higher. It's Wizard Radio. Clean Bandit and Ian new one is called Higher. And it's on Wizard Radio. Let's get back to what's going on. This is our game where you just try and work out what's happening in a little clip that I played you earlier on. Very straightforward. 
The clip that you heard sounded a little bit like this. So there's lots of water and lots of snapping, and that's that's all you've got. It's a hard one today. I wanted to make it a bit challenging and see basically what we'd come up with, just throw it at you. And Jamie has an idea. He says the water sound is really clear, but you said the other sound was the camera flashing. I don't think it is. To me, the clicking sound is more like a bullet being shot into water than a camera. My guess is that the video is of people fishing, but instead of fishing traditionally with a fishing rod and bait, <laughs> they're just shooting the fish in the water instead. I guess they'll then scoop up the dead fish using a net or something like that. Man, can you imagine <laughs> going to shoot fish? That's a terrible idea. I don't. I, I, would that work? Surely the water would just slow down the bullets so that they didn't really hurt the fish at all. I don't know. I don't know the physics of it, but that doesn't sound like it would be particularly successful somehow. <laughs> Great idea, though. Maybe in this country, once like all forms of animal hunting is banned and all these like posh landowners have to resort to shooting fish because that's all they're allowed to hunt. But I mean, it's possible. Um, that is a great suggestion, if somewhat impractical, but I'm afraid to report you're incorrect, Jamie. It's not a person shooting some fish in the water to then scoop them up with a net. But thanks for playing along and getting involved. David says, I think James's guess was actually quite close. James, if you remember, guessed that it was David Walliams on the return leg of his swim of the English Channel. Um, David says, it sounds like someone's swimming. Maybe the microphone's also slightly underwater, which is why the splashing is so clear. But I don't think it's David Walliams or anything like that. I think the clip is of a recording of an Olympic swimmer in an Olympic-sized swimming pool promoting the Tokyo Olympics that are meant to be happening this year but will probably be postponed. An interesting suggestion, just on that quickly. So Tokyo 2020 might be Tokyo 2021, but what if it's Tokyo 2022? They'll still call it 2020, but what about the Winter Olympics? Anyway, sorry, that's irrelevant. I'm getting distracted. Um, is it an Olympic swimmer in an Olympic-sized swimming pool promoting the Tokyo Olympics, which are now sadly, well, possibly postponed till this year, maybe next year? Um, no, but it, you know, it's sort of swimming. I wouldn't say this this body of water is quite Olympic-sized. It's a bit smaller than that. Quite a lot smaller, actually. Zoe says, I've never heard a jumping... No. <laughs> I'll try that again. Zoe says, I've never heard a dolphin jumping out of water before. But I imagine this is what it sounds like. I think this is a very close-up shot of a dolphin jumping out of water looking lovely and majestic whilst loads of journalists on a boat to get really close up take some photos of it. I don't know what it's for maybe like a David Attenborough series or something like that Is it David Attenborough documenting the beauty of dolphins and nature? Um, no it's not but just as a little side fact I saw a tweet earlier on that says that sometimes dolphins just sort of attack sharks and kill them unprovoked so dolphins are not as, as cool and as fun as you think they are they're dangerous creatures bit of bit of um sea advice for you there but no it's not it's not a dolphin jumping out of water um some might say it's it's somewhat similar to a dolphin jumping out of water either in the elegant sense or the it might kill you sense um because it's not it's not that what it is it's a bit of a weird one the clip okay i'll describe it to you it's outside there's like a tiny little cross-shaped pool of water in front of a massive ice-carved crucifix with Jesus on it, right? The person getting in, it's a person, it's Vladimir Putin, and he's walking into this cross-shaped, like, little bath thing. He's completely topless, he's wearing only some swimming trunks. He submerges himself a few times, does, like, a cross on his body, and then gets back out again. And that's it. That is the clip. It's Putin showing off his abs and going for a little dunk. And I couldn't quite work out what was going on why it's in front of you know a massive ice statue of jesus but apparently it's an epiphany dip which is something people do to commemorate the baptism of jesus so there you go we've had some language learning on today's show we've had some religion on today's show it's all going on but now i'm afraid to report the fun is over that's it from me but thank you very much for listening coming up next on wizard radio 
we've got This Is How. That is coming up, and I will see you next week, Friday at 3 of the week, and on Saturday as well for this. Thank you very much for listening, and this is JP Sachs, Marin Morris, Line by Line on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.